You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, We have finished our first hour. We've got Brad Gray and the faithful intrepid leader. Mark Holcraft. That is him. He is that. Um, And we are moving forward into our next segment now. We're going to be speaking with Joe and Jolene Hendricks from Fargo. Good morning to you both. Good. Thank you. All right. um, So let's let's begin by just having you guys tell tell us a little bit about yourselves. Joe, you start. Yeah. So uh, we've been in Fargo for, what, something like six years, married with uh, our fifth child on the way. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah. I work at the Newman Center and Jolene is a full-time Mom, right now, watching the, the four little ones and chasing them around the house. Mm. Awesome. How are you feeling, Jolene? Um, better now. Are you? Okay. <laughs> over, over the, yeah, over the, what, the first trimester. Yeah. My wife stuff. has always had really hard pregnancies, so I always have a great deal of sympathy for pregnant women. Uh-oh. Not all of them suffer quite to that degree, so yeah. that's, that's a beautiful thing. So uh, how about yourself, Jolene? Yeah, so Joe and I grew up um, on either side of Perm, Minnesota. We came to um, Fargo and Moorhead for college in... Well, around 2009, and that's where we met and were married in 2012. And like Joe said, we have four kids at home and one on the way. So, yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, you guys have been natural family planning instructors for how long now? About seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how were you introduced to that? Uh, I think. Well, when I was when I was a college student at NDSU, I know the the Newman Center brought in Dr. Janet Smith hmm. as a speaker, and that was. Um, that was my first real introduction. She got into kind of theology of the body and NFP, that kind of thing. But uh, otherwise, delving into it more, we went through marriage prep in the Fargo Diocese. As, uh, as a lot of people know, it's one of the fewer dioceses that mandates NFP yeah. training. So that was really our crash course where we, we got into it a lot more. And that number is growing. There are more and more dioceses that are kind of recognizing the value of that. But you know what? I kind of I jumped a little bit ahead. But what, like, what is natural family planning? I know what it is. You guys know what it is. Maybe not everyone listening knows what natural family planning is, or as we re- affectionately refer to it, NFP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, that's natural family planning. The acronym we use is NFP. It's a fertility awareness-based method of planning out your family. So kind of paying attention to our biology, our anatomy, and mm-hmm. um understanding the way that God made us. And we can actually, just with that knowledge, can plan out, uh, yeah, how, how many kids we have, how often, that sure. kind of thing. Sure. Excellent. So uh, did you have any misconceptions about NFP as you guys were kind of learning? Was it, you, went, you said you went through marriage prep and you got, got, went through the training of that. Was that something that you were familiar with beforehand or, or was it something that was kind of radically new? What was that like for you, Jolene? Um, so for me, I, I didn't, go to the Janet Smith talk or have any introduction prior to marriage prep. Um, so that was, that was the first time I had really heard of it. Um, and so, yeah, that was, I didn't really have any misconceptions because I didn't know anything about it at all. And I think with our, the couples that we teach too, I think that is fairly common that they just really haven't heard of it at all. Um, but then some of the, some of the misconceptions maybe, or my misconception after taking the class was I thought, oh, this is going to be really easy. And then hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, there right. are some challenges certainly that come with it. So. No doubt. No what, doubt. what was it for you guys that made you, I mean, to go, that's a jump to yeah. be practicing NFP and then to be NFP instructors. Yeah. You know, what was it that even 
whether it's something clicked for you that you thought, I think this might be something we want to teach. Yeah, that's a good question for me. I'll, I'll jump in a little bit right away. Um, during our marriage prep weekend, we were listening to a lot of presenters and things like that. And one of the one of the statistics at the time, and there are several studies, so this this varies by a few numbers, but a lot of us know the divorce rate is roughly 50%. And, mm. um, but they shared that the the couples that use NFP in their marriage it was around 2%. Yeah. And there are some studies that, you know, it's zero right around there. Um, so that really floored me. And I thought, okay, there's a lot more people that should know what this is. Yeah. Why yeah. do you figure that is? I think it's uh, uh, maybe the biggest part of it to me is that you have to have a, there's a spirituality there to it. Mm. It's the reality of God is our creator. This is the way that he made us um, and he wills for our good. Yeah. And that's, uh, there's, there's a lot of peace that comes along with that. So for me, and there's, there's a lot of natural reasons too, where you just don't have harmful side effects of artificial right. contraception right. and things like that. There are a lot of reasons, but for me, it's probably just relying on, on God and trying to understand his plan for our life. I think too, the, the, the natural sacrifices that are involved in practicing NFP, just it's training for sacrifices that are needed for the rest of married life, which are endless. So yeah, I think yeah. it's just like another, another way to train yourself in, you know, in sacrificial living. So, which yeah. is at the heart of marriage, right? I mean, you can't, you can't really do marriage well if you don't take on this aspect of living sacrificially, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. I think it also, it fosters that communication. <clears throat> Communication mm -hmm. about things that are uncomfortable or unfamiliar at times. Like you said, Jolene, earlier, you were just saying uh, you didn't know anything about NFP, mm -hmm. you know, before you started. And Joe didn't really know much about it uh, from what you said until you heard Dr. Smith speaking about it at NDSU. Yeah. Um, which I think is it's very true for so many, even I'm sure some of our listeners, they maybe have heard of NFP. Um, but I think a lot of our listeners, well, I know a lot of our listeners and a lot of Catholics out there, some faithful Catholics still one of the misconceptions, you know, or question, that misconception yeah. is brought about a question, what's the difference between NFP then and artificial contraceptives? Like, if you're planning your births, like, it's, you know, I mean, again, I think we know the difference per se, even by their fruits, but what would be the difference of what Planned Parenthood likes to sell itself as and NFP? Is it just a Catholic version? You know what I mean? Yeah. What would be the difference of that? Can you clarify some of those misconceptions? Yeah, so I'll, well, I can start there. Um, I think one of the biggest things to to think about, and we show our Jason Everett video and most of our um, intro classes, is he says um, we need to get back to that children are a gift in the first place. You know, mm -hmm. not not using NFP instead of contraception, but just an openness to life. And he shares that, and I think that's you know at the heart of even if you're starting NFP, thinking you want to use it to postpone. I think gradually people will grow into this mm -hmm. knowledge or awareness that that children are a gift, that, you know, God is the author of life. And, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge piece. And then just to sum, sum up, I, I wrote down a quote, so I'll just read it. Yeah. From John Paul II, that I think the difference between marriage, or, sorry, contraception and NFP, um, just is summed up in his quote and, and the step to freedom. So I'll try to find this. Here. And so instead of trying to control the woman's body in order to confirm to our sexual desires, we learn to control our sexual desires in order to confirm to the perfect way that God has created our bodies. And typically, um, we're talking about 
a woman's body, obviously. Right, and we're talking about, yeah. I mean, love versus using, right? I mean, that's, right. that's yeah. really kind of the ultimate thing. And I think just to, for those who aren't really familiar with NFP, I want to just make a quick uh, note here that basically what natural family planning observes is that a man is always fertile. A woman is periodically fertile, right? And so there's, there's a certain cycle. There's a cycle that a woman's body goes through on a monthly basis. And some periods are fertile, some periods are infertile. And so it's a, it's a, a discovery, an analysis of, you know, learning to identify that, right? And, and then uh, making choices uh, for whether we're pursuing uh, having another child or postponing uh, at this point in our life based on that, right? It's, it's an education. I'm so curious because about this because um, for me as a man, and I'd, I'd be interested to get your take on this too, Joe, it was awesome going through natural family planning because it was such a discovery of the mystery of my wife. It's something mm-hmm. that was completely foreign to me. You know, women have a, they just experience it on a natural, you know, day by day, month by month basis. There's like, there's something going on that they're, they can't escape, right? They, they ha- there's a certain attentiveness to that. And so for me as a man, it was, it was really illuminating. It was, it was really deep in my love for my wife and the mystery of who she is. I'm curious about as a woman because I went to a, an over a one week overview of the Creighton method in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, um, and there were at the same time that I was going through this overview, there were medical professionals going through training for the physicians, and there was a woman there that I can't remember if she was an OBGYN or an endocrinologist, uh, but she was. They were doing a one week training, and she said, "In this one week, I learned more about a woman's fertility than I did in eight years of medical school." Wow. And, and so I'm like, I don't know what that's like for a woman to kind of come to know an NFP and understand like what's been going on in her for years, oftentimes. What, what was that like for you, Jolene? That's a really good question. Um, kind of empowering, I guess. Um, yeah, just that's one of the, that's actually maybe one of the biggest hurdles and misconceptions too to get through it because it kind of gives you really a, a sense of control, like, oh, I have all this knowledge of my body now. Um, and so one of the biggest things for me in the NFP journey has been kind of transferring the control that should be and is God's onto him. Hmm. Um, but, but yeah, just really empowering to, to learn um, how, your, how your reproductive system works cool. <laughs> when you don't have that. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah. had the same experience when we went through um, training. Um, we had a guy there, I think he was in residency, and he said, yeah, not didn't get any of that in his medical. Yeah. Um, Which is schooling. shocking and wrong, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But how about you, Joe? What, what was that like for you as a, an engaged man, a young engaged man learning about Jolene in this way? Yeah, I would say along the similar vein. Um, yeah, and empowering. It was, uh, it was just wonderful to have that deeper understanding mm-hmm. of, um, yeah, the way that, uh, that God made her. And um, kind of like we had a, a priest as a spiritual director for a while, he was kind of, throwing out facetiously. He's like, yeah, you know, women, it's, it's not like they're bipolar, they're hormones. Like you can see when you're NFP, their hormones go up and down, like different, like you said, men are always fertile. Our testosterone is pretty much the same on a monthly basis. Yep. So, um, yeah. And I don't say that to throw out a joke, but to have that understanding of, uh, I think that's good for us men to know, okay, when she's like having a, a more of a downer day or something like that, you know, we can, we can see that and react to it. Well, and it can relationally, it can be beneficial because it can help us to realize, okay, I really do need to be more sensitive here instead of just being a jerk. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> yeah. that, that can be our natural go-to, at least for people like me. Um, <laughs> well, because there's, there's perspective. Yeah. Perspective. Yep, hits. Exactly. I, I would share in your insight, Brad, my respect for my wife's body and just 
uh, women, it skyrocketed just to come to that awareness mm -hmm. of what they deal with. I clueless, yeah, you know, right. Um, there's so much that we said, and we are coming up on a break here pretty quick. So we are with Joe and Jolene Hendricks. Please stay with us after the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. What better way, I should say, to get this message out uh, than what we're doing right now? I mean, where else in a culture that is filled with diabolical movements, new ones every single day, old ones that have been going on for years, where else are you going to get something as powerful in ministry as Real Presence Radio, EWTN, and the like? we got to fight back, folks, and this is, the, this is one of the ways that we can fight back. There is like a, a monster called the world trying to push back against the church. The church has always, always influenced the world. We have never been on the defensive. Jesus said to go out and attack the gates of hell. And Real Present Radio is like a lightsaber that just <laughs> came to me, right? It's like it's like the Lord's lightsaber that's able to come in and just, you know, slay the demonic in someone's life, bring them back to the church, and it all happens so very easily across Real Presence Radio. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for joining us with Real Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft in Fargo Studio with Brad Gray and talking to Joe and Jolene Hendricks. A beautiful younger couple. I say younger, like they're not that much younger than me. But, <laughs> um, but just a great conversation. We're talking about NFP, natural family planning. Um, they're sharing their journey uh, to what was it that they decided they wanted to practice mm -hmm. NFP, let alone to become NFP instructors. Um, and there's really, gosh, Brad, there's so many different directions we yeah, can take no this doubt. because it's so loaded. Um, but earlier, uh, Jolene, she quoted from Pope John Paul II, and it was in reference, it was a little bit in response to a question I had asked about, hey, articulate for us, in a nutshell, the difference between this, the, the play on words of planning. Mm -hmm. Because if I could be so blunt as to say, is I, I think well-intentioned, not well-intentioned, I can't judge the heart. There's just a lot of other Catholics, non-Catholics, um, the temptation for contraceptives uh, 
it's just right there. And so I think sometimes we kind of talk ourselves into this notion of planning. Like, well, mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm going through and I refer to Planned Parenthood because it's so known, but still, well, we could plan the, you know, when we have our kids, how many kids we're going to have. And it's, uh, it's the wisdom of the day. That's, that's the thing is contraception is the wisdom yes, of the day. It's, it, this is very countercultural. It is. It's, it's the wisdom of the day. It's in vogue. Whereas NFP and one of the things that stands out to me, kind of in, not in response to your quote of John Paul II, because really it's what's inspired me from John Paul II. But one of the differences is this verse, uh, uh, um, the reality of, that one big difference is this, the awareness of a self-donation, mm-hmm. that the body has a gift, the body has a gift. And I think uh, there was a quick, re- quick reference earlier to theology of the body, which really obviously dives, dives into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to kind of wrap up that conversation, what are some other things, if you will, that you guys would say or offer as a, a counter thought to that? Like, hey, and really in an all charity, I get the temptation of that, but. Yeah, that's a great question. That's actually like when you ask for some of the misconceptions and things like that. I think a lot of times what we find is uh, a big misconception from Catholics is this isn't something to be taken really seriously. Mm. So we, a lot of the, the young couples that are engaged that we work with, they'll share with us, yeah, I was talking to my mom about this and, you know, they never used NFP. They've been Catholics for their whole lives, but yeah. it's, it, it's just not yeah. that big of a deal. That's kind of the misconception. Um, yeah, as far as kind of the uh, more of the, the Planned Parenthood or the contra- contraceptive mentality, it seems to be I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to take my fate into my own hands and control it, you know, with artificial hormone steroids. Um, and then they're also there to say, okay, when this fails, then, you know, abortion kind of seems to be the answer because right. I, I didn't really expect this. We weren't, we didn't think having a kid yeah, was possible. The backup this. plan. Right, right, right. But, you know, one of the things that I've been observing here uh, in my time as, as the uh, director of marriage and family life for the Diocese of Fargo, the coordinator for the NFP program and so on, is that there really is, as Catholics um, who, who come to know the faith, We've inherited such a profoundly rich understanding of sexuality from John Paul that I don't think I really appreciated before that it's not, I kind of assumed it was somewhat self-evident with all Christianity, but I'm I'm coming to see that non-Catholic Christians really don't have the level of the reflection that we have as as a result of John Paul's uh, reflection on the, the goodness of our being made male and female. And at the very heart of it, the, the, the fundamental distinction that I see is that as Catholics, we understand that sex has meaning. And I think non-Catholics don't get that at the same level because we have, have um, the theology of the body. And because we understand that sex has meaning, we can speak to the questions of homosexuality. We can speak to the questions of transgenderism that you see vast swaths of the Protestant world giving into because they really don't understand that sex is, is more than just bonding between a husband and wife. It actually has a theological uh, import. It, has, it, has, it reveals God himself in many ways mm. and his own fruitful love. Um, and so I've just been really struck by that, even in the last year here. If, if I could even add to that, Brad, yeah. there's just, I mean, it, it speaks to a fullness and a, and a kind of fulfillment. Yeah. You know, and, and again, we talked about this in our last segment, but this whole idea of because it yields to an authority, mm-hmm. you know, God created sex. He created man and male and female yeah. good. And so he's created it, all of its fruits to be good. Uh, but as you were saying earlier, Joe, but 
not necessarily when we think we're ready to take control of it. Right. So by taking control of it, we think we're doing good by taking control of it, by taking it out of God's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been, uh, because the reality is that as Catholics, we understand that, you know, God is a trinity of persons where you have the lover who pours himself out to the beloved, the son, mm. right? And that the love exchange between them is, is so fruitful that it's the person of the Holy Spirit. We understand that, that the human family has been patterned according to that model. Like as human beings, it's just built into who we are to reflect God who is triune. And so sex is profoundly meaningful. You know, and I think the larger world, secular and even non-Catholic Christianity doesn't get that. And therefore you don't know where to draw the lines. Hmm. You know, and so we, we're right now, we're, we're going to be observing at the end of the month here, National Natural Family Planning Awareness Week. Um, and, and you guys, so it's really to call attention to the, the profundity of God's design of, of sexuality and, and that it's proper context is, is marriage and so on. You guys have become NFP instructors. You've walked with, you know, numerous couples. What's that been like for you? How do you, how do you go about walking with couples whose parents have told them, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's just the thing that you do when you're married and that, you know, it's a nice way of, of being together, but, but they just don't have the level of understanding of what it's really all about. What's that, what's that like for you guys? It's been great. It's uh, it's been exciting in a lot of different ways. That's uh, I think of when a when a Catholic couple kind of trusts, they put their faith in that, and they say, "Okay, this is this is what the church says. Um, you know, this is God's plan for us, so we're going to try it out." It's uh, it's kind of like a mini conversion mm, along mm-hmm. along the lifespan. So it's really exciting to see that. But yeah, we try to make um, make it a really like a warm and welcoming environment for the young couple. So you know, you can ask any question and. And uh, like you pointed out before, it helps so much in communication because it's potentially really awkward conversations yeah, right, that, that mm-hmm. come up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's great for couples. Um, yeah, but it's been, it's been just really exciting to see that conversion. How about you, Jolene? Um, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. So Yeah, just, what, like, just what, <laughs> what's it been like for you to walk with couples uh, as you've been teaching them NFP and, um, you know, perhaps un- unveiling in some ways um, a meaning to what they're going to be experiencing as a, as a married couple that has been completely mm-hmm. elusive to them previously. Sure. Um, yeah. As Joel said, I guess uh, it's, I think it's a gift to us because we, it's really benefited us more than maybe yeah. our couples because <laughs> we have, continually have to talk so about it and dive into teaching. it. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, we, we have enjoyed, yeah, a lot of our couples, we've seen some really awesome, awesome conversions. And then the other couples that aren't quite, out ready out of fear or whatever it's just like we leave the invitation on the table and just say if you have questions in the future you know you can we're mm-hmm. you know here you can come back to us and we have had couples even um like as late as two years later um reach out to us um later in marriage so that's gonna be cool uh, what's that i mean does that surprise you has it been kind of something like they got it or they, they you know what's, what's that been like um yeah that's that's very exciting it, doesn't happen a lot, but yeah, when, right. it, when it does happen and, and then it's just kind of reaffirmation, like, okay, well, they at least took something away or th- yeah. thinking about it, even, you know, even affirmation that the other couples that maybe don't reach out to us that are maybe seeds are planted and thoughts are turning. Yeah. 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 And on that, um, I guess one more thing it does for us, it, it gives a lot of hope yeah. that's in a, you know, in a world where there's so much negative news, we work with a lot of young couples that are excited to get married and they understand like this isn't just the next step in our relationship, but it's a sacrament. And 
that um, that was something that surprised me about being an instructor. I thought, oh, it's you know, these are going to be quote unquote Catholics who aren't really living it out, but yeah. there are some really phenomenal young couples that are excited to get married today. Awesome, awesome. Uh, one thing I was going to mention too about the national. Nat- National Natural Family Planning Awareness Week is the reason why it's this last week of July is because it's situated with two events. Uh, one of them is the anniversary of Pope Paul VI's document, Humanae Vitae, which was a, a shocking document in the history of the church. Um, it came, you know, at the time of, of the Second Vatican Council, it came at a time where contraception was becoming the wisdom of the day. The Protestant world had largely adopted, and just to be just to be clear, Prior to 1930, no Christian church on the planet had accepted contraception as morally permissible. In 1930, the the Anglicans at the Lambeth Conference permitted it within the context of marriage, only in specific circumstances and so on, um, you know, for the sake of fostering the bond of unity between the couple. And then quickly, it it just eroded. The floodgates, you know, broke down. Uh, And and so then there was this, this... commission that was put together to instruct Pope Paul VI on what do we do with this. You know, there's a lot of pressure to embrace contraception. And um, and he came, a lot of the commission, from what I'm told, came back saying, yeah, yeah, I think we should do this. This is, this is good. This is where things are going. And he came out with Humanavite saying, no, this is actually contrary to God's design. And it was just a, a, an atomic bomb that was set off. Uh, and, and so it's been, but it was beautiful. It's profound. And he talks, he makes projections of what the harms are going to be both individually, relationally, and societally by the, the widespread use of contraception. And we've seen every one of them come to pass. Um, you look like you got something to say, Joe. Yeah, well, that's, and that's, I think that's something that's really appropriate to share too. You see, um, like it's really popular on blogs or on YouTube now, these, these theories of, oh, look at this person who predicted this event you know, years yeah. in the past and yeah. that came true. It's like, oh, guess what? We have that too in the Catholic world with yes. Pope John Paul VI. Absolutely. Or Pope Paul VI, excuse me. And then I just, uh, it is a kind of little personal side. Uh, it's also situated with the, the Feast of St. San Joachim, the, the grandparents of, of Jesus. And I've, kind of one awkward reflection that I had <laughs> was that Saints San Joachim are, the, they're the only married couple whose sexual union has created a perfect person. <laughs> so I think they're a beautiful, they're beautiful patrons for natural family planning because yeah. they're the only ones whose marital union uh, created the, the immaculate Mary, you know, so I just think they're, they're fabulous. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we're coming up on a break very soon. Any final thoughts or reflections that Joe or Jolene you'd like to share? I'd say if there's anyone uh, listening there, you know, we could certainly use more NFP instructors. Absolutely. <laughs> <So>. Absolutely. <laughs> you can, uh, if, you're, if you're from the Fargo Diocese, you can contact me. Brad.gray at FargoDiocese.org. <laughs> I coordinate the program. So, and, or contact your family life office in, in your diocese. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's really, that, that's our time yeah. right now. And you, you brought up St. Anne and Joachim. Yeah. And our next guest coming up, uh, mm-hmm. it's to celebrate and honor grandparents. World uh, Day for grandparents and you. the elderly. Yes. Yep. That's a Brand mouthful. New. Yep. <laughs> so stay with us. Yeah. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. God bless Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.